God willing, next, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday we're going to take off. We're going to, we're going to do the class on next Thursday, and that's going to be in Brickell. Uh, we have some flyers here, and we're going to have an amazing event, singles event, in the, in the Brickell rooftop, Chabad of uh, Brickell. And it's going to be really, really nice. It's a beautiful location, beautiful views. So we're going to do a class, wine bar, and God willing, maybe somebody will meet each other. All right? That is next Thursday. Next Thursday, God willing. So next Tuesday is, is canceled for, for next Thursday. Okay, let's start with today's class. Phenomenal concept today. Again, the classes that I'm trying to do always is trying to get results. I'm addicted to getting results, but sometimes the way we're trying to get results is not the right way. So how do we get results? How do we get to where we want to go? How do we turn pain into purpose? How do we deal with all the things that we're going through? Everybody, I'm sure, is going through a lot of things in their lives. I, I, I definitely am. And the only thing we can do is constantly get stronger. This specific week, which we represent, is Hod. Hod represents this is the energy of the week. The energy of Hod represents submission, humility, listening, apologizing, starting over. Uh, let me see. Surrendering to a higher will. This is all connected in Hod. And this energy, I'm sure everybody felt this kind of energy this week, where you're like, okay, I surrender. That's it. I tried. I'm trying to force things that it's not working. I need to just surrender. So this, you, we, we're, we're, we're feeling the energy this week. You could see the difference between this week and last week's energy. Last week's was a little more go, 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 go. Here's more a little bit like, okay, start over, start over, start over. And you can, when you, the more spiritual you are, the more you, you, you feel this concept. And once you recognize that, you can really get to the goal. So Rabbi Rush came out with a great book called Say Thank You and See Miracles. Okay? Beautiful little title with a nice present, etc. Wonderful. 190 stories of why you should say thank you and see miracles. I'm going to talk to you about the, me the mechanisms behind it. Why do you get a miracle if you really believe you say thank you from your heart? What's stopping the growth? What's not stopping the growth? What's helping you? What's not helping you? You're going to ultimate see, ultimately see. If everybody has this wonderful chart. Okay. This wonderful chart really is going to show you it's really the, the chart as we spoke about it before but the, the chart is really it's it's a recap of almost all my classes and pretty much the steps that you're going to go through once you go from pain to purpose and you recognize at the end of the day you have to go all the way around first you st first the problem of life hits us then we go into our comfort zone usually because we don't have the head to deal with it we just don't have the head to deal with it it's, it's easier to go into comfort then after comfort, once you realize, okay, it's not working, the comfort zone, then you start getting angry and we start blaming people for why am I in this situation in the first place? How come this happened? It's unfair. We're in a, much, a lot into our ego state in this, in this stage. And then we get into darkness, unfortunately. Darkness represents a spiritual darkness, such as a darkness as a depression, despair, etc. This is a common thing that's going to happen to everybody, by the way. This is exactly what you go through. This is where a person has to, once he gets to the ultimate darkness, this is where he's got to surrender. Surrender is where everything happens. When you surrender, what happens is, the person surrenders, he starts in, in allowing his creator back into his life. After you surrender, I'm just giving you a recap. It's very, it's, this is a class unto itself. You get light courage, you get enlightenment, then you get wisdom, and then you get purpose. This is usually what's supposed to happen, okay? 
So ultimately, if every solution, every problem that we've had, it's been, that's the problem itself has been the solution. We've, we've said that many times, like Rabbi Nachman says it very clearly in Lesson 195, that even the distress itself, God provides in the relief, with the relief. For if a person considers God's kindness, he will even see that God causes him distress. Also, within the distress itself, God gives you the release, the relief. So you have to have the belief. Once you start becoming spiritual and you start getting to your soul state, you're, you're going to start having the belief that life is happening for you, not to you. It's a very important concept because if I believe that life is happening to me, I'm completely going to check out. If I believe that life is happening for me, I'm going to search. So it's very, very important, this concept. You have to ultimately believe that in the, every situation that we go through, it's really to strengthen our character, to strengthen ourselves, to become the best version of us. So it, it looks ugly, it looks painful, there's concealment, it's mentally, you, you, you think you're there forever, it's a permanence, this is one of the issues that people have when they go through a challenge, they think this is a permanence, this is it, permanence. And this is where they go, they freak out. But when you're in that stage, that's ultimately what happens is when you have to just surrender. And that surrender literally gives you the higher, higher light than you would have ever gotten there before. Okay? So, the belief that we're like, Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 195, that life is happening for you, that the solution is always the problem. I'm going to talk to you about it. Every, basically, every challenge we go through, you're getting a lesson out of it. And the quicker you jump into the lesson mode, the quicker the vessel grows and the quicker you, not only do you exit out of that situation, but you come out better. If the attitude is proper, if the attitude is not proper, then we fall into a very constricted consciousness and we don't see the, the lesson out of it. We just, we approach our creator through a concept of what's going on in my life. And this is very tough to see because if we're not in the, in the if, we're not, if we don't have the goal in mind, it's very hard to deal with the day-to-day minutia of the things. So that's just, I just want to explain to you. So in the, in the, the solution itself is the problem. It's very, very important to understand that. So if we are, if we are, another system you need to understand, which is very, very important, is that God created the night before he created the day. And Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 91 that Amuna must come before intellect. Emuna must always come before intellect. Submission must be co- come before knowledge. Because what's going to happen is, what happens with today, we don't have the Emuna part, we're just trying to double our efforts to understand things and, and force things to happen. And at the end of the day, it's no. Emuna first, then comes Yedida. See the difference? If I don't go into Emuna first, and I get a situation with my life that I can't deal with mentally, can't fi- figure it out, what do you think I'm going to do? I can't figure it out. I'm going to, what am I going to do? I'm lost. So this is where when, you, when things, when you're trying to figure out something that you don't understand it, it's because your creator is forcing you into emuna mode. So emuna, then yadida, then knowledge. Very important to get that. And, this is, and the Gemara clearly says this. And the Gemara clearly says this. And this is the reason why the nights are before the days. The world of creation is the night always follows the day, and the night is obviously a concept of Amuna. The concealment always comes before the revelation. 
So now that you're stuck in a situation, now you're stuck in a, in a, in a, in a situation where we beyond our comprehension, what are we supposed to do? This is where, if you understand the concept I just told you. First, night comes before day. Second, everything's happening for you. Third, you're here to crown your creator, believe it or not. The ultimate glory that you get is when you crown your creator. You know, we have approval ratings. You, have a, you see the approval ratings? Biden's 100-day approval radios. Not giving that as an example, God forbid. Just in, in nature, we have approval ratings. You know, they, they, they take a president, his approval. So you have to ask yourself, what's your approval ratio of your creator? And sometimes the guy's going to say, I don't know, 10%, 20%. Another guy's going to say 100% approval. So according to the, you're here to say your creator's 100% approval. To the extent that you do that, you ultimately perfected your Muna. You understand? So when you do that, when I can thank my creator in the darkness, I ultimately elevated, I crowned the king, I took darkness and transformed it into light. So when you say thank you in advance, beyond your comprehension, but you really mean it, this is a way to, this is the sun pass spiritually. <laughs> To, to not only get out of a situation, but to come out of there better than before. If you want, an easy, if you want a lane in your life that's going to take you, gratitude breaks everything. Tears, our sages say tears. Tears, tears opens up the gates. Gratitude removes them. <laughs> removes them. It's an unbelievable concept. You remove the gates. So how come it's so hard? Why don't we just do it? It's because we have a big ego and we have a big Yetzirah. And what does our Yetzirah tell us? No, how do you know? You don't know for sure. What are you saying? Thank you. You're going to be let down. Your Yetzirah loves the resistance. It thrives on resistance. It feeds on the resistance. Because what happens is, if you're going to start saying thank you to God for everything that happens to you, what's going to happen? You, you, you lost the customer. You killed your ego. Because your ego can't handle your soul's acceptance. Ego is resistance. So there's the battle in our minds. And we know already, I'm sure all of us, I know I'm 43 years old, <clears throat> but anything I resisted in my life became suffering, and then no nothing worked. So I try to, when I approach situations or, or dealing with people, I try to get them straight into, get out of your logical mind and go in straight into Amuna. Go, go into straight into Amuna, go straight into Amuna. When you do that, you're ultimately elevating darkness, you're crowning the king, and your Creator doesn't need to remind you. And this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 24. He says this, that the highest light you can ever get is doing something with joy. Because evil forces are the aspect of excess. They correspond to sorrow. In all sorrow there's excess. And there's also harsh judgments. He felt sorrow in his heart. And the essence of joy is in the heart. Now, the exile of the Divine Presence which we're in today, we have the exile of Shechina, corresponds to the heart. It's primarily, for, for, it's primarily felt in the heart. And when a person does something with joy, when he does anything spiritually with joy, what, what does he do? He's taking the, 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 the Shechina and he's, he's elevating her. So when you're able to thank Hashem in advance, and what this book says is going to show you 190 cases where people got horrible situations, tumors, cancers, and things went away. 
things completely went away. One guy got his car stolen, and, and, and he had his, got his red car stolen, it came back, he found it black with, with new interior. So the whole, point is, the whole point is, imagine somebody stealing your spouse and coming back with a new version of it. If we only could get lucky. That's a joke, by the way. The bottom line is, once you recognize and you take this gratitude in advance, which is ultimately acceptance, gratitude, amuna, submission, it's all one. Do you understand? It's not a separate thing. Gratitude, amuna, submission is one. Do you understand? The opposite is resistance, ego, arrogance. Not accepting this. We get angry, we get upset, we blame. So you can see two methods where you want to go. So you can see where the problem is. And this is where, if you look at the chart, this is, you keep on, this is what's fueling it. You understand? The energy fueling is what's keeping you there. So sometimes rock bottom is one of the greatest things that could happen to somebody. Why? Because through rock bottom, he says, okay, I'm, rock, I'm a rock bottom. I'll do anything. Even try Bristol teachings. But at that time, when he's so rock bottom and he thinks, okay, I'll do it. Okay, now let me, let me try it now. That's when he gets to the highest light. That's when he turns the day. When he thinks he's, he's, he's smarter, he gets nothing. But when he gets to such a point of humility where he recognizes he's nothing, that's the ultimate rise in life. So saying thank you in advance, specifically for any situation, is ultimately you're liberating the shechina. You're liberating the darkness and turning into light. It's the highest form of light. Because, remember, the, the concept has to always be that whatever's happening for me, it's because my Creator is strengthening me and He's teaching me a lesson. And I have to get that lesson one way or the other. So we smart people, we ask, what's the lesson to learn in this? Instead of fix, fix it. Why would your Creator give you some, break something without teaching you a lesson? There's no, the, the intention is not to be punitive. And this is something that you have to recognize that and you have to always understand that it's usually when, when we're too focused on what we're going through, we don't end up going where we want to go. And this is the root cause of the problem. We're too focused on what we're going through and we don't want, we're not, not where we want to go. Too focused on the, on the emotions, not where we want to go. Whether it could be your child is off the derrick, or it could be your, your spouse, it could, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's just, this is just a vehicle to get you to a place of gratitude, to a place of surrender, to a place of fixing. That's all the whole purpose is. The whole of purpose is. So, this is why Rab Natan, Rab Nachman's main student, he really said, you don't even have to pray for anything. All you have to do is say thank you all day long. You don't have to pray for anything. Just say thank you. Accept and say thank you. You don't have to do nothing else. It's that easy. It's that easy. Because ultimately, the, the whole purpose was to get your attention and to recognize there's a lesson to learn. And thank you, Hashem, I'm not married. So when you say, thank you, Hashem, I'm not married, I'm not showing up to dates with grief, with anger, with anxieties. Okay, it's not meant to be. I'm building my vessel. It's not the right time now. You understand? You show up, your energy level is completely different when you date. Instead of saying, I'm not married, how old am I, etc. You're coming in with, with, with anger, you're coming in with grief, you're coming with impatientness. You're not accepting the will of God. And that's what causes the lack of the salvation. You understand? So when we look at the first, when we look at the very simple, we're looking at, at Rosh Hashanah, all you're doing is crowning your Creator. That's all what Rosh Hashanah is about. 
crowning, the, crowning your Creator. You're not even praying, you're not asking, you're not nothing. Just crowning. You're praising His glory. So what are you doing? When you praise His glory, first I have to praise His glory, then I can, then I can, just like anybody else. Oops. Just like anybody else. You ask them for a favor, first you have to thank them. Imagine somebody comes up to you constantly and all they want to do is take, 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 take. But they never thank you for it. You'd be like, you know, listen. You always come here and ask, 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 but you never say gratitude. Rabbi Rush says something very beautiful. He said, sometimes we prayed so much that our prayers was answered already. But what happens is heaven is not delivering the prayer because you're, you're not grateful for the challenge. Yes, you prayed for the challenge. I got your attention. But deep down in your heart, you're not grateful for that challenge. So the, he gave many stories where people would, would make you know, gratitude parties without anything being fixed. Because they were grateful for the challenge. One, one specific case, there was a man had three daughters that had, were not married. And the father was flipping out, praying, going to this caver, going to that caver. And his advice was, you, your prayer is accepted already, but you're, 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 you're not thanking Hashem for the situation. You're not, you're not recognizing it was a favor from heaven. So that's sometimes when we don't say thank you, we don't see the, the challenges with happiness, we don't get the results. To get the results is to say, this happened for my benefit. That's how you get results. Which is it's super simple, but it involves a lot of a lot of humility, a lot of surrendering, a lot of understanding that the more you know, you know nothing. You understand? It revolves a lot of humility. You really have to understand. And this is why the more you, you know, you could take a situation in life where, some, imagine your neighbor one day, he picks up your, your, your mail. What do you say? Thank you. The next day, what does he do? He walks your dog across the street. Thank you. The third day, you forgot your passport at the airport. And next thing you know, he comes to the airport and you're praising this guy. You're praising this guy. What a neighbor I have. He came all the way to, 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 so I don't miss my flight. The dog is okay. But what happens is the more this person started recognizing how, how, many, how good he, Hashem was in his life, he was able to praise him. And when you start getting to that mode of praise and gratitude, then all of a sudden you, you get closer to God and then you evoke more, more, more mercy, etc. So you just, just think about practically in our lives what, why, why something is not working out. And it could be, it could be a lack of acceptance. A lack of acceptance, which is not easy because you have an enemy inside of you which is called the ego that doesn't like to just accept or just doesn't like to thank in advance. So sometimes I have to switch my prayers. I don't even pray for anything. I just go into gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for this because sometimes we forget. We forget to thank. And what happens is when we forget to thank, we don't recognize it's happening for us. And this is why Rav Natan says, we really don't have to say a word all day long except for thank you. Rav Natan says, truly, if people recognize that and if he understood that, another thing when you do when you're thanking, you're taking the name Yudke Vavke and you're taking the name Elohim, which is the name Yudke Vavke represents grace and Elohim, and you're making it into one. That's the whole purpose. When it's all one, when I say thank you, first of all, what, is I'm, what am I doing? I'm in the present moment, number one. I can't be present with anxiety. 
obsessing over the future. I can't be present if I'm obsessed with something that happens. I can only be present in the present moment. So when I say thank you from the bottom of my heart, I bring myself to the present moment. Number one. Very, very important. And when you're able to do that, and he says, when I praise your name, Yudkevavke, and I praise the name Elohim, the name of compassion and the name of judgment, all troubles in, in exile would be completely, completely nullified. Why? Because there's another rule that a person, judgment can only come to a person if he's in constricted consciousness. Okay? Judgment can only come to a person if he's in constricted consciousness. That means when I'm not seeing the situation clearly, when I don't see that this is a lesson, that's the, what we spoke about many times when a person's in a victim mode, this is the left side. Why do we say that all the time? Because when you're on the left side, when a person's in constricted consciousness, what's going on? Everything he's doing when he's constricted consciousness, he's doing it without any effort. Do you understand? Let's say you're like, I can't believe I'm working here. And you're working on a job, and your mind's already... The last thing you're doing, maybe you're putting 10% into the job. Your mind's already, I shouldn't be here, I should be somewhere else. So what happens? You're, whatever you're doing there, it's an obligation. So anytime you get into a constriction consciousness, whatever we do becomes an obligation. And the rule spiritually is that whenever you, whenever you do something and you don't align your heart and your mind together, those things become fallen. Imagine if I prayed, bah, 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 bah. I'm not making vessels. I'm just, bah, 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 bah. that prayer is going nowhere. It, it goes into the other side. It's a prayer that doesn't have kavana. Okay? So this is the danger of being in that side. When we're, in that, when we're in that survivor mode, we're burnt out. Anything spiritually, our head's not even there. So those things do not arise to heaven. They get what? They get, the, nothing arises. So the other side gets all the energy when you do something without heart and the mind together. This is what very famous where the Pasuk says that the, the Parshish Kisavo, that the, the Jews got cursed, 98 curses. And the reason why they were cursed is because they did not do anything with happiness. Yes, they did it. They were very religious. They were from, from this, from whatever they were. Box, not box, in the box, out of the box. But the bottom line is their heart was not there. Their heart was not there. Their heart's not there. There's no joy. There's no nothing. So what happens? It became all fallen. It became, they got cursed. Didn't say they were not doing. They were doing it, but they were doing it without a heart. And this is exactly where you, if you're going to wake up tomorrow and just say, oh, you could die. I heard a class from Gadai to say thank you and see miracles. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alexa, say thank you for this. Uh, <laughs> thank you for my mother-in-law. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. It's not going to work, okay? <laughs> it doesn't work. It only works when you really, really surrender to a much higher being, to a much higher picture, to a much higher lesson. It doesn't just work. I, it's not a thing you, could, you can give a parrot to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and it doesn't mean anything. You understand? That's like saying, how are you doing? I'm fine. You're not, you're not fine. You say you're fine, but you're not fine, obviously. So the reason why, why do we suffer? Why do we have this problem in the first place? Reb Nachman says here that where does pain come from? The pain comes because it, that a person sometimes has to experience suffering. 
God forbid, it's only because his awareness is taken away from him. Very deep concept. That means the only reason why I can't say gratitude in advance, and I can't be happy, and I can't just say thank you, thank you, thank you, and walk around with this gratitude, is because sometimes my Creator takes away my awareness. Takes away my awareness to humble me. Many times we know what to do, but we can't do it. We have no energy. We, we know what to do, but we can't do it. Because at that time, your Creator takes away your awareness from you. When He takes away from awareness from you, you know what you do? That's when you're going to surrender. Because you recognize, I can't do it. I have to go into surrender. This is where He takes away your awareness. Because through the taking of the way the awareness, I feel the pain. And when I feel the pain, then I scream out. Imagine you wake up and you're in an anesthesiologist, all of a sudden, time runs out. All of a sudden, you're screaming because the, you feel the pain before you even feel the pain. Same concept spiritually. Same concept spiritually is that the quicker you, you recognize that no matter what, you're going to go through this cycle. Okay? You're going to go through it. But we can get stuck in the cycle for a month, two months, two years, five years, or we can just say, it's time to surrender and accept. And then everything moves quicker. The whole purpose is, is not, yes, this is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to go from darkness to light. But at the end of the day, if you don't have this, know how to surrender, when, when you're in that darkness, you'll never get to the light. That's when you have to say thank you. So, if you're already programmed like this, when you see something happening to you, you don't even want to go into logic mode because no matter how logic you want to try to understand it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> so you just go straight into, in, into Toda. Which, when you do that, you, you'll feel such a power in your life. You'll feel such a power because you'll kill the ego. When you say Toda, I don't care what happens, I'm happy whatever it is, you kill the ego. You kill the resistance, you kill the, 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 the you, you know, nobody's blaming anybody when they're grat gratitude. Nobody's blaming anybody. Nobody's upsetting anybody. Nobody's yelling at the mailman. You're just going straight into gratitude. So this is the key. This is why he's, he's telling you, stop, with the, stop figuring it out. Get out of your head already. I'm getting your attention. So how do we do this practically? Okay? Now we know the concept. We know the concepts that we're at the end of the day, life is happening for us and God wants us to fix our vessel in one area of our lives. Where it could be, you're not married yet, maybe He wants you to work on your vessel a little bit longer. Maybe He wants you to work on your patience a little bit. So when you do get married, you don't get divorced right away. Or when you, a person's not getting the right job, maybe he's not the, the right person at the job. If he would you know, get it too quickly, it would ultimately be ruined. Most of this is all rooted in a lesson. So what you want to do is first you want to thank Hashem right away. Second, what's the silver lining? What's the lesson that I need to hear? What's the lesson that I need to hear in this? What do I need to hear in this lesson? What's, what are you teaching me from this lesson? Because that's the whole purpose. This is exactly what, what Rabbi Rush says. He says, first you, have the gra you, you invoke gratitude because the gratitude invokes divine favor. His prayers have special charm in heaven. And then second, what he has to do is, for, again, first he has to thank Hashem for everything that's going good in his life. 
Second, he has to ask Hashem to help him find the silver lining in the situation. Help him find the silver lining. Ask him what needs to be repaired. Instead of demanding your creator to fix something for you. So remember, first, gratitude. Second, fixing. What do I need to fix in this lesson? What do I need to repair in this lesson? Why did you bring me this lesson to help me? Better questions, get better answers. You have to ask good questions, not why me? You have to ask, what can I do to become better? How do I become a better husband? How do I become a better this? How do I attract my soulmate? What am I doing that's not attracting my soulmate? And then what's going to happen? Heaven will show it to you in 3D. He'll show it to you in 3D, your question. You sent the question to the universe, heaven's going to show it to you. Through a, through a chat, through a listening to a class, through a post. This is exactly how it works. You put a question into the universe or heaven, and then all of a sudden, not a question out of injustice, a question out of growth. Then you will see the answer somewhere. You will see the answer in your life. What needs to you see a video, you see this, etc. So many, many people, they thought, wow, the classes speak right to me. Because you probably had, you had curiosity about these issues. So you probably asked those questions. You were curious to grow. Then the answer came to you. It always happens like that. It always, it's meant to happen like that, by the way. That means it's, everything's meant for your case, to, to win. It's not meant for you to become. Your creator did not create you. That's why the whole, you know, if you look at Ram Nachman in Lesson 49, it says, I created creation. Ram Nachman says that Hashem created the whole world in order to reveal His compassion. In order to reveal His compassion. So there's compassion. But I can't have compassion if I don't have perspective. Correct? How could you have compassion with no perspective? Somebody gives you a business plan. You know, he wants to build a, you know, a 2,000 seat movie theater in the middle of uh, New York. You're going to tell him, listen, you have a, a nice plan that you have, but right now it's not the right time. You understand? So if I gave that guy money to build that plan, it would be cruelty because that, there's no vessel there. So you, would, you tell him, go fix the business plan and then I'll give you the money. You want to, he, your creator wants to give, but he can't give if the, if, the, if the vessel ultimately is not complete. If it's incomplete, it'll ultimately break. And this is where this energy of the week called Hod is about submission. Submission. Surrendering to a much greater picture beyond our comprehensions. It's not beyond. It's purposely made beyond your comprehension. Because if you were able to comprehend it, then what do you need spirituality for? So God puts situations in our life that are beyond our comfort zone. Because growth is only above your comfort zone. Growth, growth is never in comfort. It's always above your comfort zone. And this is where sometimes either we get overwhelmed and your reaction should be, thank you. Thank you right away. Because when I get into that gratitude mode, I skip. I skip all the blaming. I skip the food addictions. I skip the uh, self-centeredness. I skip uh, you know, yelling at the whole world, projecting my, 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 my pain on everybody. I skip the whole process. And I get straight into 
Mochim Gadlut. So like I said, one of the most important things that I was taught going into Rabbi Nachman's teachings is forget everything you know. Forget everything you know. Just come to me empty. Because sometimes the programs we live and the new programs, don't, they contradict each other. <laughs> they don't make sense. You know, you could live somehow and you know, your parents could teach you a program, you learn a different program, and they'll tell you, wow, you have so much amuna, you're just being irresponsible. What, you don't worry about it? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? How could you not worry? Is it my control? It's not my control. If it's out of my hands, get it out of your head. <laughs> it's a great line in life. If it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. You're not becoming smarter or more responsibility just because you want to control. Just because everybody else is going the wrong way doesn't mean you have to. And this is a very important tool. If it's out of my hands, I will, have, I will do exactly what I need to do spiritually. I will pray. I will put the effort. And then I need to know where, when to completely surrender to a much higher picture beyond my imagination. But your Creator still wants you to go through the process. He still wants you to go through the process no matter what. Sometimes we want to skip the process. But He takes away your awareness. That's another reason why we have to suffer in advance sometimes. Because through suffering, we can help other people. Otherwise, we'd be, too, we'd be thinking we're too you know, judgmental, prideful, I know everything. Suffering humbles you. It humbles the you-know-what out of you. And you're able to, to be more patient and be a better human being in general, which is ultimately the key. But this cycle has to happen. So you have to ask ourselves, where, where am I in this cycle? Where am I? Where am I? Am I in the darkness? If I'm in ego and pride, after ego and pride, you don't go straight to surrender. What do you think is going to happen? After that, all that energy blaming people, you know what's going to happen? You're going to recognize it didn't even work. Look how much time I spent three years blaming people. What did I get? Zero. That's where I'm going to see, feel hopeless. But at that hopelessness is a surrender. That's when hod begins. That's when everything begins. That's when you start letting go. You're free. You know, we gave a class today, power versus force. We don't have to force things. You have to use the power of your tefillah to get exactly where you want to go using power of tefillah. You don't have to force things. Today we want to force things too much. And this is what happens. When you say thank you in advance, you're invoking, first of all, you're, you're proving your creator. <laughs> you're proving the way it is. You're not saying, because I can't say thank you. If I don't say thank you, I can't pray to my creator if I think he's injustice. Do you understand? It doesn't work. It's a contradiction. Deep down inside, you feel there's injustice. So how can I really pray afterwards? It wouldn't make sense. You understand? So you have to get yourself into a higher consciousness that he's doing it for you. He's doing it out of mercy. Then you can pray. First you have to connect through the light of mercy, then pray. What's happening today is we're doing backwards. We're going there out of desperation. Fix this, fix that. I can't take it anymore. But I, the reason why I gave you this is for a reason. We're going in the wrong method. First you have to even it's better just to get to a place where you see everything is one. Everything is one. Then I pray. 
then I'm probably going to pray for different things. You understand? The purpose is when I get into that mode of surrender, the beauty of surrender is your Creator starts taking over your mind. Before, He wants to give you signs, He wants to give you tools on how to help you, but you're, there's no room for Him because you're too, you're, we're too self-absorbed. But once you let go and you surrender, then you start inviting Him in. As the Koska Rebbe says, your Creator is only where you let Him in. He's wherever you let Him in. It's not, he's, he's everywhere, but he's not everybody lets him in. Ego, pride, anger, I can't, I can't let him in. So this is why we have to make ourselves empty sometimes. Empty, empty. Bittal. And this is something we speak a lot about. Ram Nachman says, listen to 65. Bittal, 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 emuna. Fight the fatigue. Fight the darkness. Breathe. We, start, we, we, want, we don't want to feed into this negativity that's pounding your head all day long. This anxiety, you'll worry about this, worry, breathe, breathe, get out of that state, it's just a feeling. Diffuse the energy, not infuse it. And one of the greatest ways is to put music on, breathe, and just say, Hashem, I don't know anything. Thank you. And you will, come, you will get such a joy out of it, and you will come to such a, a, a simcha out of it, that you're, let, you're not going to need to have answers for everything. And you're going to get to a point, if it works out, wonderful. If it doesn't, wonderful also. When you get to that point, that's it. You're in bittal mode, you're in transcendent mode, you're in solution mode, you're in oneness. But when we're not in that mode, we want, we're trying to force something to happen. I want to force something to happen. And maybe what you want is not good for you. You understand? People are trying to force something to happen. And this is, Rav Nachman says, the root of problems. I want to force it, force the square into the circle. It's not meant to fit there. But gratitude, it's not even, a, it, gratitude is just saying, I accept the will of heaven. I'm saying thank you in advance. You tell me what you want me to do. You understand? I, I, you can't lose because you're doing His will. How could I lose if I'm doing His will? I'm only, I can only lose if I'm doing, going against His will. And this is, you know, this is where you have to just go into, there's, there's time for silence, there's times to surrender, and there's, and there's times to win. And you need to understand the difference. And this is where the world today, they're too stuck on the logic and the situation itself, and they don't even, the last thing you ask them, I always tell people, say thank you to Hashem, you're not single. What? Say thank you Hashem, you lost the money in the business deal. What are you, crazy? Why would I thank Him for that? Because if I don't get your approval ratings higher, your prayers are not going to get answered. Because prayer in the moon is one. Do you understand? How could I, otherwise I'm two-faced. I'm praying to a creator, but inside I don't like what he's doing to me. It doesn't match. The frequency doesn't match. <laughs> Two different personalities. So the problem is alignment first. We've got to get aligned. Aligned first. It's an alignment issue. The more I'm aligned, boom, I pray for different things. You know how many people came up to me and said, you know what, once I started saying thank you, Hashem, I, ch I, wanted, I want different things now in my life. I don't want those things I wanted before. Because you, you, you came to a different place. And before what you wanted, 
before we, you, you started getting spiritual, you were to be like, why would I want that in my life? You changed who you are completely. That's exactly what happens. And this is where you have to trust and say thank you in advance. But not say thank you in advance just to do it. Thank you in advance because you have to believe that there's compassion, but I don't see it. I don't see the compassion yet. But I'm going to believe that it's going to come. And this is the reason why it doesn't work. And he gives an example here. He says, there was a guy, an unmarried man that came up to me over the years, and he had done every spiritual ploy in order to get married. Right? He walked around the Mabuch, the Amuka, he went to this, he called all the Shachanim, etc. I told him, you express gratitude simply as another ploy. Just like they would tell you, take another vaccine, you would do it. It's just a ploy. It's not that you're not doing it from your heart. Because you, you don't do it because you mean it. You still don't believe that everything's for the best. So this person, he's just doing it to check the box. He's not doing it because he really believes it's for the best. Even if you said a thousand thank yous and you don't believe everything's for the best, you're not going to get the Yeshua because you're still in a victim mode. You're still in a mode of, why am I going through this? You understand? There's no disconnect. I told him, cast away your logic and thank Hashem in every word from your heart. And he says, the reason why you're not getting it is because you're not, you, it, this is exactly why it's not working. Gratitude isn't worth much when it's not sincere. Just like a person says, I'm sorry. But he doesn't mean it. What do you say? That's not an I'm sorry. You're just doing it because somebody told you. Right? Many times we see that, right? The people apologize to you, but they don't want to apologize. It's not real. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But you know that this person does not, he's saying it just to check the box. It's the same thing when you say thank you, just to check the box. It's not really meant. <laughs> it's, you, don't, you don't believe it. And he's saying here that if you still believe that your creator has, is ungrateful to you and, you don't, and you don't, you're not using the thank you to get closer to your creator, you will not see a Yeshua. But one whose goal is just to get closer to his creator and to grow, he will see a Yeshua in all areas of his life. And that is the major difference between the person who's just doing it to check the box and the person who has a genuine tone because he will be in a creation mode, not a complaining mode. Strengthen our amuna that everything's for the best is an expression of gratitude. Gratitude is what expresses, gratitude is what liberates your shechina. Gratitude also liberates your mind. But like I said before, why is it so difficult? It's because we love to control things. We don't like uncertainty. We like things to be certain. So we don't want to be afraid that if I do it and it doesn't work, then what am I going to do left? I have nothing left to say and I'm stuck. You understand? These are all mind games in your head. This is all the Yetzirah's ploys. And it doesn't go away, this game. And even and the stronger you get, it's more and more and more ridiculous thoughts and stupidity and, and all that. And that's not coming from the true soul. You have to have this thing. But the best way to liberate is to really, again, I would recommend going to the breathing method, put some music, and try to be grateful from your heart. Repeat it over and over, and eventually it's going to come. It's not going to be easy to do this. Because deep down inside, you'll be like, oh my God, look how much pain I went through. How could I just say thank you? It, 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 it doesn't match. But the more you learn, 
the more you learn and the more you get closer to God, the more you're grateful. Because gratitude is a result of perspective. Is a result of perspective. Low perspective, low gratitude. Very simple. Big perspective, more grateful. Person, you know, and this is exactly why, because we, we live in a world of, you know, you could take two example of a person. All of a sudden, he's driving on the road, and next thing you know, somebody is on his phone, he's about to get into a car accident, last minute, he switches. He's saved. Oh, thank you, God. Another guy, he gets into the car accident. He breaks his foot. Three months repairing it. And then after the three months, he says, I want to throw a party of gratitude to my creator. Correct? Now, why in the world would the guy who's... He didn't go through the accident. He got saved. No broken leg. No headaches. No doctors. Don't you think he should have been the one throwing the bigger party than the guy that got hit in the, in the leg? Right? Because what happens is when you, when you think you have everything expected to you, why should I be grateful? You understand? But you would think, why isn't the guy that got saved making a big deal? Why are we making a big deal when we're saved from danger? Because this is a, it's a, it's unfortunately, it's something that we, we struggle with in our lives. We struggle with this concept in our lives of not being grateful. And unless you program yourself for this, guaranteed to fall back in that state. This is what Carl Jung says very clearly. Unless you make the unconscious conscious, you're going to call it fate. So this is one of the best ways to, to, to really reprogram your unconscious and to be conscious is gratitude. Gratitude puts you in the moment. But more importantly, not just gratitude thanking him for your problems. There's a difference between being grateful for other things, but he wants you to go straight into your life. You understand? He wants you to go straight into your life, run into the experience, and say thank you. See the difference? He literally wants you to go headfirst into the experience and jump in and say gratitude. Without any proof, without any guarantee, that is ultimately how you liberate that's how you liberate and that's how you're going to get results in your life okay so again emuna, gratitude prayer it's one concept it's one concept because the more I believe in it the more I do it the more I'm grateful see it's all related it's all related the second thing the more humble I am the bigger my perspective the more I have to be grateful for that make sense? But the more you think everything's entitled to you, then your low perspective, what do I need to thank for? So this is where you, you first have to get to know God and then you have to thank God. I strongly recommend this book, Say Thank You and See Miracles. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It, it just, it's, it's a good book for reprogramming the mind. Because if you read 190 stories of people that said thank you and saw miracles, something's gonna click up there in, in your head and you're gonna say, you know what? I, maybe I should say thank you, like that guy who got saved from, you know, his mother-in-law was about to come for three weeks, her, her ticket got canceled, <laughs> because he said thank you to Hashem. So all of these things, because he, he was able to say thank you in advance. Saying thank you in advance does not mean you're an idiot, okay? And does not mean you're irresponsible. 
it means you don't want to go through the whole headache of the ego and resistance and complaining and all that stuff. That's all you're doing. All you're doing basically when you say thank you in advance is you're skipping the line. You're going from here to here. <laughs> you're going from pain, short, short, short stop at comfort, short stop at anger and pride, short stop at darkness, surrender, and boom, and you'll see exactly why that situation happened to you. You'll see exactly why that situation happened to you. And when you have that, you have everything, all right? We're going to do a, a quick meditation, a Wim Hof meditation, and then we'll able to, after the meditation, you should start thinking, again, it's not enough to thank God for all the things that are good. You have to, he purposely is telling us in this book, you have to thank God for all the situations. Thank God for the, for the fight with my wife. Thank God for this. Thank God with that. Thank God for the business failing. Thank God for losing my customer. All of these things. And then after you thank God, you ask for the lesson that needs to be repaired. What is the lesson? And once you get the lesson, because remember, when I'm praying in a, in a greater mindset, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a greater consciousness, I'm going to get the answers. When I'm praying as a victim, and with pity, I'm not going to get the answers. And this is where, remember again, guys, first emunah, then knowledge backwards. I don't have to understand. First you have to believe it, and then you will see it. If I want to see it to believe it, it cuts the whole faith concept. So this is where we really, really have to go and think greater than we feel. We really have to know how to start manifesting. We really have to program our minds when we see something really, really, really that we're going the wrong direction. We have to find a way to take our minds completely differently. Because this is just from the Yetzirah. All right, let's go into the beating meditation.